Dang Shoot, boy, I tell you what. Uh, <laughs> welcome back to the Well Gum Podcast, where by the end of the show, we hope to have you saying, Well Gum, I learned something today. Thanks, everybody, for keeping up with us and listening to the show and uh, commenting in or leaving a review on those big fancy Apple podcast stuff or on Spotify. I don't even know if you can leave a review on Spotify now, but if you can, go figure it out. Leave me a review. Say, man, this is awesome, because that just helps get out to more people's ears so they can be blessed in their ear holes with a sweet-sounding goodness of the whale daggum world. Um, if you're not a part of our social media platforms, go out to Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram at well Gum pod, uh, Facebook's well Gum podcast. Check us out and give us a little follow. It helps with the numbers. It helps get out to more people. Like I said, and, uh, I appreciate it. I'll, I'll be your best friend. If you do it, that'd be great to hear. Uh, <laughs> but other than that, if you're doing all those things already, if you need to pause the episode, just so you can go follow us and like us and subscribe and leave comments and stuff. You can pause and go do that, but then come on back because tonight on the show, we get to have our great friend of the show, Jeff Feitner. How you doing, Jeff? Yay. (laughs) I need a cheering button. I didn't have a cheering button. That's right. You don't have applause. So sad. (laughs) (laughs) But how you doing, man? I I am doing fan flippantastic. Good. That's good to hear. Now, now Jeff and I know each other, um, through podcasting, we uh, we actually came across each other. That sounds wrong. We we happened across each other's podcasts uh, <laughs> by way of Castworks Industries. By the ways of Castworks Industries, that is true. I, I saw them post something on Twitter earlier today. Actually, uh, it, it kind of went dark there for a little while, but they're starting to come back. So they, uh, they tried to sell it, but yeah, Billy and I had considered partnering and in, in, in reviving it, but I didn't want the name. Like, I, <laughs> that's why I started my own company, kind of, because I didn't like the name. And I, I wasn't, like, having those um, IPs, like yeah. the name, the website, the you know, all the stuff for Castworks Industries, like, it, they were a great guy, and it was a great idea. Um, but uh, I just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't feel it in my heart, you know? It, <laughs> It didn't tickle the love muscle. <laughs> <laughs> I do understand. I do understand. <laughs> but now, like I said, Jeff and I met through podcasting, and he's connected in with many, many podcasters over his time in the biz, as they say. Uh, and uh, t- tell us a little bit about some of the, the podcast life that you've lived through, Jeff. Uh, fill us in on what your, what your projects are. Oh, gracious. Let's see. The most um, ambitious project was Coyote's Bluff, which you were a part of. That's um, correct. It is a four-part audio drama, which started as a movie script by one of my good friends, Jay Ray, um, formerly of Politics with Dummies. Uh, anyway, so it's a it's a drama. It's got some really comedic elements, um, but also it is an exercise in biting off way more than you can chew, <laughs> doing doing much more than you really should be able to, and creating a product that is better than it has any right to be uh, <laughs> because I didn't know any better. I just did stuff. <laughs> and at one point I was editing, um, I had 52 tracks 
52 independent tracks for an episode and, oh. and aligning everything and building in the soundscape and then building in music and, and trying to give it like trying to tell the story, you know, it, trying to tell a story through audio only right. is extremely challenging, particularly when this was written as a screenplay. There is a lot of visual elements to fill in <laughs> and to tell you the audience where you were. Like we've moved from, from Chicago to Chattanooga, Tennessee. You know, and that, that, that piece of information was in, intended to be relayed via an overlay. The yeah. word is over the highway as the car goes down the road. Well, you can't do that in audio. So how do we make that transition? Right. So it was an exercise. There was rewriting. There was, you know, building, you know, how do you tell that, tell that somebody walks into a bar without saying coyote walked into the bar, <laughs> you know, how do you do that? And then tell it compelling, right? Like make it, something you want to listen to. So I went through all of that thing and like, I'm not a professional audio person. <laughs> I'm a sailor. Right. I, I know electronics. I know more about how the audio from my mouth hole gets into this thing and ends up in your ear holes <laughs> than I do about building a soundscape. But either probably, like I said, that's the most ambitious thing I've ever done. Um, hundreds of hours of work to, to end up with what amounts to about 95 minutes of audio. <laughs> <laughs> it, w it was exciting to be a part of. I know um, you guys were needing a couple more voices for things, and you're like, hey, Josh, you, you want to do this? And I was like, heck, yeah, I'll do it. And, yeah. and the even better part about it was I just got to be my country self. I didn't have to clean right. up my articulation. The more country that I was, the better it made the character. <laughs> that's exactly right. And that's, um, you know, podcasts, like, People say Twitter is a black hole of, from hell, right? Like it's a, it is a mucus-filled pit of doom and agony. But what I found on Twitter is a a solid group of, um, like, of. <laughs> I am not tooting a horn here. I, I have a number of followers over over twenty five hundred followers, whatever. But of those people, there are a hundred easy that I could reach out to on a personal basis and say, hey, I need some help with, or are you interested in being a part of or whatever? Um, it, and I, any level of assistance that I could ask for, I can count on finding through that core group. Right. And that's kind of a big deal to me, you know, like to be able to rely, like last minute, like I, I talked to you about, actually it was near the end of the casting run, I was like, Hey, I need a voice. that sounds like you. And you're like, yeah, sure. <laughs> the, the Wednesday before our first recording session, I had to reach out to somebody to fill a role. And I was like, Hey, I need a voice. It's short three or four lines, whatever, but I'm recording it this way, you know? And so I'm going to, I'm going to take your time on Saturday if you can do it. And she was like, well, sure. And that, you know, that's a big deal to me. Like, that's a big ask. Hey, you know, your Saturday where you were going to do nothing, <laughs> you got six hours to hang around and fill in some lines. You know, I mean, that was, and that, that like, to know, to have that level of support, you know, in, in whatever capacity, right? Like, you know, um, and, and I consider that somewhere in the realm of volunteer labor, yeah. right? Like, you know, going to help build a house for homes for humanity or whatever, right? Um, or Habitat for Humanity. You know, that kind of um, willingness to give of yourself in that way. And, you know, if you have money, it's easy to give money for some people, yeah. right? 
Um, but to give of your time and give effort is a different kind of thing. And especially when there's no return, right? Like the, the right. return is only just to satisfy somebody else's need. Yeah. But pretty cool. But that's that's Coyote's Bluff. And I met Shannon. That was Shannon um, that helped me out in that really, really narrow window. Um, but I met her through Forza Crowd, which is a sick... Um, if Golden Girls, Three's a Company... And a little bit of Seinfeld, right? We're we're putting a blender, <laughs> and and written, and and maybe a little bit of Family Ties, <laughs> just a, um, just a smidge. Yeah, but if all of that was thrown into a blender and 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 was written towards a group of thirty somethings, which is an underrepresented demographic in most of television media, right? Yes, except for the show called Thirty Somethings. Um, <laughs> But but it's kind of missed, right? Because you have like the old people, like the Golden Girls, or you have young, like fresh out of college people, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but either there's the married folks or post married, you know, however it happened, or there's the folks in that like college freewheeling, you know, everybody's getting horny kind of shit. <laughs> but they're kind of you know it, it's a missing group, right? So yeah. this sitcom is written about that it's four people who share an apartment through a number of circumstances that aren't necessarily uh comfortable or fun um but they're put together in this situation and and they also represent represent the lgbtq community which is lgbtq community whatever i can't i always stumble over it then feel weird yeah lgbtq plus right two plus Uh, i think Point main the alphabet mafia. That's <laughs> they're um, you know, it represents that community relationship trials in that community, all with a lot of humor, right? And it is so. There's something special to me when you read a script. I say this like I'm a fucking actor, but when you read a script and you chuckle out loud, like that's fu- that's must be funny. Right. But then when you get to deliver the line and it's even funnier in the moment, mm-hmm. that's funny. People being in character and stuff. And, yeah. and I like what you put there. It's taking something, because when people hear the, the LGBT2 plus community, I think that's legit what it's called now. But, uh, but when you take something like that, it seems so serious and so people with a lot of angst or, you know, I mean, like, there's usually some type of argument going along with it. Like we're trying to fight for this for ourselves, you know, and it's, right. and it's so dark and like hard and, and to, to take that and put it into comedy or take that and put a lighter side to it to make it not a, uh, when somebody hears it, make them cringe or something like that. It makes it a fun thing. Yeah. That's That's exciting to see you be able to, to pull that to that direction. Well, it's that. And there's, you know, there's this element where, um, if if a production tries to represent, right, there's always the constant challenge of is the representation valid, right? Like, yeah. is it a token representation or are you actually showing us what, what a gay couple would look like, right? Right. And, and then there's the pushback from, from traditionally white Christian identity people who, why, why do they have to be gay? Yeah. Why can't they? You know, why... And, but if they're going to be gay, is it like a legitimate representation? Is it a caricature? You know, like the, do the characters deserve or get what they deserve as far as, you know, fleshing out the, the story, right? Like, are they there because you needed, like the writers needed to put in a gay guy to be cool? Yeah. Or did they legitimately represent 
you know, this character and give this character a voice, right? Yeah. And where that's where Forza Crowd's really not about representation so much, like trying to to hit the wickets, right? Like these are four characters and this is their lives. It just so happens that that two of them were in a couple and very nearly married until one of them comes out as more bi than just gay. And and so that's a thing, right? Because that's a, a challenge in the community. Yeah. And 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 so and there are moments where it's a com it's a sitcom. It's straight up a sitcom. <laughs> but there are moments where it kind of gets like heart tuggy, right? Yeah. Like it gets real. It gets, and, and and we get to say like we get these little moments where we get to to speak about something, you know? Yeah. And, and it could be like dealing with death of a family member or dealing with you know relationship shit, and a lot of it is relationship stuff. Yeah. Um, but also like gambling a little bit and and addiction a little bit yeah. and. And you get to have those moments. And then what was cool is that somehow in the first half of the first season, like my character was the one that was like the voice of reason a lot of time. Yeah. It was helping the helping the other character through uh his gambling addiction to an extent. So like I was getting to be that voice kind of, and it was super fun. Yeah. And it was it wasn't quite the G.I. Joe resolution, right? Where you you, you know you round it up and knowing's half the battle and everybody <laughs> but but it had the feeling like you know the 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 corniest version is like Saved by the Bell, right? When Elizabeth Berkeley's character was addicted to caffeine or whatever they were doing, the kind of yeah, the caffeine uh, pills and stuff, at, at the stand-in for drugs, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was kind of along those same lines where it was so satisfying to be able to speak about it. Yeah, you know. Um, so that was. That yeah, sounds fun. It, it was a ton of fun. Yeah. Uh, See, now I've not I've not uh, listened to that one yet, and it makes me want to go and listen to it more. Seeing your passion into it and, and what you put into it, I'm like, oh, I want to check that out now. It's um, yeah, it, it's it's worth a listen. Not you know, it's like everything else. It's not for everybody. Yeah, but it is uh, it is a hell of a way. There's like 15 episodes, are all about 30, 35 minutes or so. Yeah, you know, and it's well done. Like yeah. Even the music. The music is straight up 80 sitcom. Oh, like, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of growing pains. <laughs> I, I love the oh, fact no, you mix them part, all together. It, yeah, it is. Well, I mean, there is a little bit of growing pains. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. well, it's the nostalgia for, for folks of our uh, our era, in a way. You know, it's like, uh, oh, yeah, that's... Uh... <laughs> and there's, I think... I, they handle the audio piece, um, like all of the stage direction. Um, again, this was this be, began as a, a an idea for a real like television script, right? Yeah. And and Ryan, the the director and, and primary writer, um, he's like, well, I'm never going to get this done. He teaches film and stuff at like University of Tampa, I think. Mm. Um. So he's like, he's knowledgeable. He knows what the fuck he's doing. Yeah. But he teaches like horror. <laughs> so he's right at the sitcom. Uh, and then he just, during COVID last year, early early in last year, um, he's like, well, what if we made this an audio? Yeah. So he, all of the stage direction gets translated into a narrator. And we found this really cool cat from the UK um, who goes by Dr. Squee. Hmm. And 
he does the the narration and he, but he's a the narrator is is a character and he kind of breaks the fourth wall like he never speaks to the characters right but he speaks about the goings on and then we'll talk to the audience and and it's it's really fun it's it's a clever way of handling that problem again yeah but but it is down to like sometimes hand motion narration right like bradley waves his hand and does this and and but it gets its own little you know it is again he's a character he's part of the show not just you know um abstract narration right yeah. so well and, it's he, cool. and you say he's from the uk so i'm i'm assuming he has that english accent too he does okay he's so good. that makes it even fancier that puts a pinky out Correct. right there you know that that's absolutely right isn't it <laughs> <laughs> um so i'm still on my stuff um yeah it's a big list also, and I'm, I'm happy to hear all of it <laughs> i also make a show uh called for the trees where i interview good people making good stuff um and and it's really about highlighting creatives that i find out in the world um who whose stuff is maybe underrepresented like you know again i have i have followers on twitter so if i find an artist that i like you know i'm, I'm not saying i know everybody but i'm gonna put their stuff in front of my followers because somebody else in the group of people who follow me has to be interested right yeah. like the numbers suggest that somebody else has to be interested and maybe somebody else will go and, and buy their art right yeah and and speaking of over my shoulder here this bottom painting um right there yeah there actually. You go. <laughs> um that's meant nelson and and the first time i saw his work it was like it was the first time i'd ever been touched right like yeah. legitimately moved by artwork i was like wow this is you know and i can't express what that felt like right like right. i i saw it a little piece of my mind changed a little bit and now i want artwork and it was really cool because because wifeo bought me this thing for uh valentine's day yeah um this you know little print and i was like that's the coolest thing I've ever got, you yeah. know, and posted up a pic on the, on the Twitter and dude replied and blah, 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 moving on. Um, yeah. but that, for the trees is really about that. And, and I interviewed podcaster friends cause it's, you know, it's easy and that's, you know, that is the core, right? Like I want more people to listen to your show. I want more people to listen to Dan from assorted goods because assorted goods is better than he thinks it is. Right. Even if talking about retiring, it's time to move on. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, Shannon, again, Shannon Hull, uh, she's got a show called Right in Front of My Face. And she needs to be on Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, she interviews people from around like her local area in Seattle who are like making real change and, and politicians and, and like like legit people. Yeah. You know, not not like me, like <laughs> legit people, like but she, you know, she deserves more listens, you know, and if, yeah. if three more people from my, my corner of the world, listen to her show, you know, that might be the, the, the thing to put her over and get her some attention from, from important people yeah. who make decisions and it's attention that she deserves, right? right. It's attention that, you know, my show does not deserve attention. <laughs> hey, you're no. talking to the well daggum podcast. Trust me. I get what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but anyway, that's what For the Trees is all about. Um, I also produce a show called Laying Down the Law with Billy D. Clerk, um, who is a lawyer and an improv artist. And 
he gets his improv people together to talk about real cases, normally from his law textbooks. Um, so like law 101 or tort law or criminal law 101 or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Cause they're foundational cases and, and kind of the, uh, the, the, uh, the idea is if you like funny, there is a lot of funny. Yeah. If you're a law student in first year law, and need a like a helpful kind of mnemonic way of learning that isn't just reading stupid cases from 1800s England. Yeah, you know, you can legitimately learn the summary of these cases by listening to this show. That's awesome. You, you might also get uh, waylaid with a lot of weird improv comedy at the, in the second half. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what keeps your attention, though. It's like watching those old videos from Woodshop of like. Johnny put his finger in the bandsaw, you know, like Johnny doesn't have a finger anymore, but like that a bitch, (laughs) but taking that and put it on a new level where it makes things interesting. Like you said, some of those laws were written by people in powdered wigs, you know, (laughs) like quite literally (laughs) needs to be Uh, updated a little bit. and, And it, and they really are. It's like, um, you know, there's this case from England and it is the foundational case of like presumptive blah, 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 or whatever the hell. And, and it's something you have to know as a lawyer. Like it's one of the things that you can trace so many decisions back to a case. Right. And then, and then it happens and, and it's like a pyramid scheme, you know, at the, at the bottom, there are these laws that all trace back to these five and these five decisions though, these five court cases, these decisions were founded in this one. Yeah, Like all of these things come back from this one case by this one judge in New York City in 1904 and he laid it down this way and he said this thing and everybody in the, the world of law went, well, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> and so I get to, it, it, is, it is a weird experience because again, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, right? Like I'm not an audio engineer. So he does his thing. He records with two or three guests, sometimes more, which is a really pain in the ass. But <laughs> he records with his guest, and then he puts it all into the interwebs. And I download everything from the interwebs, and I cut and paste and glue and chop and raise and lower and do all this stuff and interject some music. And then occasionally, I'll do like a, a producer edit, right? Like an editor's note. Like, That's actually not correct. <laughs> right? And I'll just yeah. do some stuff. And occasionally we, we make fake ads sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and then I put it all together and then put it out into the world. And, and it's super voyeuristic at times because there's conversations, you know, like our pre-conversation, right? Like parts right. of that sometimes end up in the recording. And, and um, you know, so that's weird because I'm not there and I want to resp- I want to say something. Right? Yeah. And so there's that, that piece of it where, and like, all every other podcaster I know complains about editing, yeah. right? Like hate editing. I can't stand editing. I wish somebody, you know, blah, blah, blah. I just don't do it. Yeah. I buy thousands of dollars worth of gear. So I don't have to do it. Right. Uh, <laughs> I, I get a really twisted sense of enjoyment from, from figuring out things like, um, um, being able to, overlap like billy sometimes will stutter through a word and then he'll say it again yeah. same word right um and and sometimes he'll stutter through a whole phrase and then go back and start it over so i figured out how to cut and overlap and mix 
like under makes the same like two existences of the same word like if it's two syllables yeah i've got it down to a science where i can like just oh like magic them together yeah and it sounds like there's a cut that's awesome like, i i <laughs> i'm such a nerd about it because i save like instances of this yeah I can just demonstrate it. Like I have screenshots of it and then the before and after audio. Like this is it. It's so neat. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you need like a whole separate Twitter just showing how people how to do that kind of, or YouTube just showing people how to do that kind of stuff. But I, I don't know any of the words. Like I just, <laughs> you know, like there are people who, who make a living doing this thing, right? Yeah. And there are people who have advice or how-to channels and stuff and, and they know the words. And, and you're you over know, here saying you take this doomy flotch and you stick it with uh, this dingle bang and then you put them right. together. <laughs> and then you get a doomy bang. There you go. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And see, that's what I was sharing with you before we started the show. I tried to t- take away all editing possible. <laughs> I'm on the other end of the spectrum of how can I get by with doing as little as possible so that I can just make an episode and get it out. So it's fun that's to right. hear you, you going to this extent because it makes me want to be a better podcaster myself no the key word is i want to be right. not that i'm going to do it <laughs> <laughs> not that i'm even going to try <laughs> but there is a want oh yeah. man so now is there any other uh hot hot uh podcasts that you want us to be able to check out in through mentioning uh no i i so here's here's the goofy thing right like i think every podcaster has their their core right like here's the thing i'm gonna make when i make stuff and then we all get ideas right right um and i have i have an an archive to show called round and round and and someday it's going to come back in some form uh it's still out in the world what's left of it after the breakup and after the the retooling and and stuff there are still shows out there and people still listen to it i don't understand it like it's gotten the last episode which i recorded you want to talk about Fucked up. I tried to take my Rode Procaster or Rodecaster Pro. Um, I took that and microphones and and went out. We were gonna, me and my buddy George were gonna record in the truck. We yeah. call it a truck. <laughs> uh, but I had a microphone cable. Now, through sheer happenstance, he still had my first microphone, my Yeti Blue, yeah. at his house because he used that on Coyote's Bluff. Mm. I happened to have my iPad and the adapter from USB-C to USB inputs. And that is one thing that you can do if you have an iPad and an, and Ferrite, the recording app, mm-hmm. you can plug in a Yeti Blue and record on an iPad. Huh. So I had all the stuff I needed to put together like an emergency recording session, right? <laughs> it sounded like shit, bro. <laughs> and it starts with, this is the last episode of Round the Round. <laughs> I'm done. I can't do it this way anymore. <laughs> I was, I, I it, it wasn't what I wanted it to be anymore. Yeah. Um, but that episode, man, it's got like a total of 300 downloads or something <laughs> because every week somebody in Uzbekistan or Kazakhstan <laughs> is downloading an episode and it blows my fucking mind. That's, that is, you know, as, as much as I talk about like the pain of looking at, you know, I put a lot of work into the Dale and Mustin episode of For the Trees. Yeah. I record video. So when I edit, I edit video and audio. I put transitions in. I do a lot of freaking work to make a video that looks good. Yeah. I don't know why. Nobody watches the thing. <laughs> and 
hurts really bad. <laughs> I still do it. But as much as I joke about it and as much as I talk about the pain of the download numbers, right? Like nobody should, nobody should do the amount of work that I do for a total of 11 downloads, yeah. audio and video. That's just, <laughs> it's not worth it. Not even, but, but I still do because every week or so I'll look at the analytics on the audio feed and I can see the countries from which people download my shows. Yeah. And that is the thing that makes me chuckle to no end. That's the <laughs> thing you just go, are you serious right now? And then I'll, I'll tell everybody. I'll, I'll go find my kids or text. Like I've texted, dude, I finally got Vietnam. <laughs> like, I don't know why people in Vietnam want to listen to my show. Right. I appreciate it, but it doesn't make sense. Nothing I say will be beneficial to you. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and and round and round, like Chris and my, my the joke about round and round was like we talked hard about Russia, right? Yeah. Like because Russia used to be the enemy, right? Like it was the easily identifiable enemy. They were the bad guy for fifty years, and it was fucking simple, <laughs> right? Russia, yeah, so, bad guys, yeah, uh -huh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it made movies easy, right? Yeah, everything was easy. It was Nazis, and then it was the fucking commies, and it was simple. <laughs> Um, anyway, <laughs> we always <laughs> joked about Putin, right? And we always joked about, man, it's going to be a bad day when there's finally a download from from Russia. <laughs> that happened. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like a dozen downloads now from Russia. Oh, dang. But also Uzbekistan. I wasn't kidding about that. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> in Uzbekistan downloaded this shit. Somebody huh? in Qatar, which... You know, there's a certain sense to be made about the Middle East because there are sailors there. There's many sailors in and around the Middle East area. Um, and okay, there's a certain sense to be made, although we don't normally put people in uh, Djibouti. Uh, actually, that's not true. Camp Lemonier is in Djibouti. Um, but anyway, it, it's it's just fun. That's the thing that, like, no matter what, you know, I used to keep a map with pins, and I would pin every country where I had a download. Yeah. And that was one show. And now I've got four shows that I look at. And, you know, that's a little complicated. How I want to, you know, I want to be able to, I want to have back here somewhere. Right. Uh, but either way, that's a, you know, I do have, I have three other show ideas. <laughs> so far, this is how bad I get, right? The streams are, I, I claim like, because when you figure out a title, right? Um, all the good cliches, all the good idioms, all the good things that we've ever said as a human, they've already been taken. Yeah, they're, right? they're, they're made into that. the title of a podcast for sure. Right. And sometimes you get lucky. Sometimes they've not been around for five years and it's okay. You can kind of comfortably make a podcast that shares a name with something that's old, right? Yeah. Um, but more often than not, they're still making it yeah. or it's, you know, enough that you don't want to, you know, if you're any kind of nice you know um don't you don't want to step on their stuff yeah step right. on their stuff and then you become more uh more popular i guess in a way than they were before and it's like oh they, i stole their name <laughs> right. yeah, you, know, you don't want to do that unless you have no morals or scruples um yeah but as i have these ideas and i check and there's nobody's using that name like i've kind of took them <laughs> so I, I know what you're talking about <laughs> I, I published you know i I, I, I went so far as to make a trailer that is just a placeholder. And I don't 
Nobody knows what these names are. Right. And they're just in Apple. <laughs> <laughs> and that way, if anybody else searches for that, ex that exact title, yeah. they will find my thing. And hopefully they have the same scruples. <laughs> yeah, that's that's like well gum. I you know, I had the email, I've got the Twitter, I've got the Facebook, I've got the Instagram. And uh, I went to actually go make a Gmail account because an old email had gotten hacked and I was like, Oh, I should just go get well gum at Gmail. Somebody mm. has well gum at Gmail. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Who the heck did I make that and not know it a long time ago and forgot all about it? Or so yeah. That, <laughs> I feel that pain. <laughs> and that's where, you know, I, like I said, I have this production company um, that, you know, I, it's somewhere between like a collective, the ideas for it as a business, you know, if I ever have the time. Yeah. Um, what I want it to be is so much more than just a way for me to make dollar monies. Um, but the name is Verboten Productions um, because somehow it was available. <laughs> like verboten, you know, in German means forbidden or whatever. And and a lot of parts of what was done, like in my head, like the things that I did to make Coyotes Bluff, right? Like, yeah, it worked. Right. You know, it shouldn't be that good. I, I will say, <laughs> I will go down to my grave. I will step into my grave saying that should not have been that good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm gonna but, have to. I'm gonna have to make sure when I do a post that I put all the different titles we've went through. I have to write them all down. That way, uh, through the trees, uh, Coyote's Bluff. Of course, because I was on that one. I got to mention that one. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll send them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, well, that'll that'll be easy. Yeah, and that way, uh, like you said, if if just two or three people uh, go over to that side and find something that they enjoy through that, it's all worth it for that fact. So. That's right. Actually, I'll make it even simpler and, and send you the website and uh, the link tree. There so. you go. There you go. We'll be able to post it and be able to make it simple for all you simple folk out there. I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they know they are. <laughs> well, you know, we were going to go, uh, we were talking about stories to share and stuff like that, but honestly, getting to share all this podcast stuff feels like a, a rewarding episode to me. Uh <laughs> Um, and of course I want to have you again so that we can share some of those stories we've kind of talked about, but honestly, um, sharing some of your passion and sharing some of what you've been a part of, uh, it feels like a rewarding episode to me. I don't know about you. You feel that? Well, it's, it's your show, man. I'm here to talk about anything for as long as you want, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I do get, you know, podcasting is, it, it's a unique kind of experience um, because I am a creative, right? Like I, I should have been, I, sh and this is one of those things where, you know, they, they say you're supposed to live life without regret. Um, or at least, you know, that's a goal, right? Which, you know, okay, that's cool and all, except I do, <laughs> you know, I do have regrets. Not about family, not about, you know, found not about the Navy, right? Like I can't regret, um, because I can't, ever look back and say, I wish I didn't do this because I wouldn't be where I am now. Right. Right. Like, but I do have regrets. I wish I had, I wish I had taken the, the creativity interest, the interests that I had in creative spaces mm. more seriously and pursued that more. Right. Because it is so fulfilling and, and podcasting, you know, 
it can be as simple as plugging a microphone into your phone, mm. you know, recording through Anchor, right? right. Zero dollars, zero investment, no equipment, nothing. You can make a podcast in 13 seconds. Yeah. And for everybody who ever thought about it, I'd say try it, do it, yeah. get it out there because it's something that has that if it's living in your 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 heart or your mind as an idea, make it an action. Yeah. Right. Um, but also you can get kind of you can go deep, right? Like you you have to have artwork, you have to have cover art. If you're if any kind of interesting at all and people want to have merch, you have a whole outlet for visual creativity for graphic design. Yeah. Right. Like and I do, I have t-shirts out there on T Public. Um, it's all stuff that, that my oldest kid has put together, or a couple things that I've put together. Dan's done a couple things, I cross promote on there. Um, and I, you know, occasionally somebody buys a shirt and that's super dope. Yeah. But it, it it's an outlet, right? Like I get to I get to make stickers, I get to build physical things like my studio. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and I get to make audio. I get to like, I, I build fake advertisements that sound like the 1980s monster truck commercials. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, I get to voice that and then I get to mess with the audio and like, I can manipulate audio and make you sound like a monster or make you sound like you're calling on a phone and, and all these things. And, and it's so rewarding you know, even, even like I've recorded episodes and never hit record, right? Yep. <laughs> I, recorded, I recorded an episode with a woman named Tony Senator, who's an award-winning, like legitimate award-winning voice actor. She voiced a toy, Josh, <laughs> um, for a uh, uh, leapfrog or okay. leap, leap pad. Those people, yeah, um, they have a toy called the Letterosaurus, right? Okay. It's her voice. When you press the button and the letter says, A is for Apple. <laughs> that pony. I got to interview her. I spoke to her for like an hour and a half. <laughs> and before I edited it, I deleted it because I went through a spring cleaning thing on my computer. <laughs> True story. I feel you, man. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's, yes, I've, I love podcasting, even if I sit here in this like depressive hole of doom, right? <laughs> and and I can't bring myself to get out of the the slump. Right. There's always there's always something to be done, right? There's always a you know a conversation to be had, um, something to make, something just to try, yes. right? Um, and that's why that's why I have the passion for it, even if four people watch the video that I spent 19 hours building because I wanted it to be just so because it involves a writer for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. For there us. you go. <laughs> <laughs> go check that out. Guys. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I feel what you're saying. I, I love that passion. Uh, I love how you take it so much to more of an extent. I, I've helped out a bunch of different people that, uh, I constantly say that and stuff like, Hey, if you want to make something, you know, let me know or whatever. If somebody's talking about it. They'll hit me up and be like, Hey, what did you get? What's a, what's a piece of equipment that I should get? That's going to be my, you know, end all end all, or how cheap can I do this? <laughs> and I've helped so many different people get started on some and some have flourished and some have kind of, you know, jazzed out a little bit, but, but for those one or two people that have really got that passion, like you have that, that got me so excited and I don't want, you know, I, I don't take any kind of, I might ask to be on their show once or something like that. Like, Oh, Hey, let me be on your show and I'll brag about how I got you started or something. But, um, 
but that is so exciting to see somebody follow that passion and, and create, um, whether there's millions of followers or subscribers or viewers or, or five, you know, as long as you're making something that somebody finds excitement out of, even if they hate it and listen to it to know why they hate it so much. Like, I can't wait till they put out an episode so I can trash it. Like that still <laughs> they're listening. <laughs> there's a, I, I think there is validity in like, I have always joked with Dan, um, Dan Felton makes a show called Assorted Goods and a show called Fucking A Podcast, which is two Canadians getting high and talking shit. And it's hilarious. <laughs> um, but I always joked with him about negative negative reviews. Like the first one star, mm -hmm. I've gotten a one star review because nobody outside of my circle listens, right? Because right? that to me is the sign that you your listener has grown beyond your immediate circle, yeah. right? Like none of your friends, if they're going to tell you something bad, they're going to tell you to your face. Right. You know, right. Um, but that moment when you get a negative review, like a one star, two star review, or, or oh God, please bring me bad comments on Twitter. <laughs> I would love for a motherfucker to listen and then try to tell me something on Twitter. I would thank you so much yeah. because I, it, it can't possibly be somebody I know. Right. So that you've broken out. And yeah. that is the first step to breaking out big. Right. Yeah. Anyway, I've had that same thought process of like, if somebody's got, if somebody has to take their time out of their day to be mean to me, I've made it. <laughs> I, I did have one of my closest friends that's been on the show a bunch of different times that did give me a four star review just to be like a little bit real. He's like, I'm not going to lie. It's not perfect. So I'm going to give you a four star just so that, you know, I am listening and I'm, I'm giving you a real, <laughs> Yeah. And I thank him for it all the time. Every time he's on, like, yeah, here's our four-star review guy. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, Jeff, for sharing all this different stuff. Uh, like I said, we're going to post about it and show all these different shows that he's been talking about and the passion projects that he's a part of so that you guys can go check it out. My listeners, I know we took about a four-month break and whatnot, but uh, I still have a, a core group of people. That's how I weed out the ones that I didn't want. You know, I've got that core group again. <laughs> so if you're listening to this, you want to find out some more passion projects of folks that are making podcasts, uh, go out and check these ones out that Jeff's working on. Uh, Through the Trees, Forest Company, for, for the Trees. For the Trees. For the Trees. For the Coyote's Bluff. Coyote's Bluff. Laying down the law. And laying down the law. Yeah. And, yeah, there's a few more. But, uh, yeah. But yeah, check these out, guys. Get out there and support your local podcasters uh, or your or your small-time podcasters as such as we are. But um, yeah, anything else you want to drop before we head out? No, oh, man. Thanks for having me. I, hey, a lot man, of you, you've made me say well, daggum, in my mind, so. <laughs> 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 all right. Thanks, man. Everybody keep tuning in, comment, subscribe, and all that good stuff, and uh, check out Jeff's stuff. We'll see you guys. <laughs>